Welcome to the Fatherhood Challenge, a movement to awaken and inspire fathers everywhere to take great pride in their role and to challenge society to understand how important fathers are to the stability and culture of their family's environment. Now, here's your host, Jonathan Guerrero. Greetings, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. It's always great to have you with me. My guest is Kenneth Braswell. Kenneth is the host of the I Am Dad podcast. He's also the founder of Fathers Incorporated and Gentle Warriors Academy. I can't wait to talk about those things as we get further in. But let's start out with a dad joke. Kenneth, what's your favorite dad joke? Uh, one of my favorite dad jokes, I have to admit, and I saw it on, I believe it was either Instagram or TikTok, but it wasn't even that the joke was so funny. It was how hard the dad was laughing after he told his daughter the joke. And his laugh was so infectious that every time I watch this thing, I start laughing before he even tells the joke. <laughs> and the joke is no one knows why Dubai and Abu Dhabi doesn't show the Flintstones on TV. We just know that Dubai does it, but Abu Dhabi do. <laughs> <laughs> every i gotta send you the link to that video oh my goodness you want a good laugh at any point in your day just play that tiktok man his laugh is so (laughs) yeah i can't wait till you send it Okay, it's it's probably pretty audience to those listening right now. I did not see that one coming at all. <laughs> that might be one of the better dad jokes I've ever heard. Yeah, thank yeah, you for yeah. sharing. Good one. No problem. Well, I've seen all of the graduation ceremony fo- photos of fathers who've completed Gentle Warriors Academy. For me, this is where my interest in Fathers Incorporated began, but I don't know the history. How did this all start? So we would have to go all the way back to the beginnings of Fathers Incorporated in 2004 when we created the organization to primarily help fathers in the areas of child support, custody, and parenting time. And what I learned back then, um, that those three things weren't nearly the biggest of their problems. They were just symptoms of other problems. And their problems stemmed around employment, communication, relationships, you know, housing and all of those kinds of things. So what I learned very quickly is if I was going to help dads in those areas with respect to connecting back with their children, that I would have to find out how to get them to deal with their everyday life situations and issues that were going on. Fast forward, um, we moved to Atlanta, Georgia about seven years ago, moved the operation from New York. And I had stepped out of the direct service business. I was really um, in this space and work around the professional development and technical assistance aspects of the work in helping agencies and individuals and governments understand um, how to be more effective in serving dads. And about two years ago, we applied for what um, HHS calls the FIRE grants. And so those grants are distributed across the country for individuals who are providing direct service um, to dads. And so what we did is when we started the, um, when we got the grant, we were going through how are we going to attract fathers into our space 
um, so that we can provide them services without them feeling like they were going through a program. And what we came up with was a campaign called Fatherhood is Brotherhood. And the Fatherhood is Brotherhood campaign was created so that what we would then pitch to fathers out there not was not to come into a program, but to come into a brotherhood. That once you came into the brotherhood, we can supply all your needs. But we know that the number one thing that most men need is need someone who understands them. Someone is going to listen to them someone who is going to um, be able to help them and someone who is going to relate to them. And so what we pitched was come into the brotherhood of fatherhood or fatherhood is brotherhood. And we just started seeing this huge uptick of fathers just signing up, signing up, signing up. So within a year and a half, that particular page here in Atlanta is now closing in on 4,000 dads here in Atlanta. And what we decided to do, because I came up with this concept called Gentle Warriors, and I created a curriculum around Gentle Warriors, and the whole term is around, we want our fathers to be warriors in the lives of their children. We want them to be their own warriors. We want them to be warriors in their relationships. We want them to be warriors in the lives of their children. But we also want them to be compassionate warriors. And Mm. compassionate warriors wasn't a name that really resonated with me. And so when I said gentle, it was like, whoa, yeah, gentle warriors. That is what we want in our dads. And so we created the academy <clears throat> so that dads can come into the space of, of our brotherhood and find whatever services that they needed within the academy. The other thing that the academy allowed us to do was to allow them to become a part of something because we all as men want to be a part of something. Mm-hmm. So for them coming into a, an academy with other fathers who are dealing with the same things that they're dealing with, that they can um, lean on, that they can listen to, that they can glean from, creates an even higher level of brotherhood even amidst even amidst the dads that are within the academy. And so that's literally how Gentle Warriors Academy started. Now we're just building curriculum and other programs and really building what we will, what we hope one day will, will become a true academy. What are some of the success stories of dads who graduated? So I think, you know, one of the cool things right now is we are um, requesting that all of our dads give us a testimony um, on how they felt before they came into the program and then encouraging someone else who is thinking about looking for fatherhood services to come into the program. And it's real interesting because we thought that we were going to struggle with getting these dads to respond to that. And out of the 300 dads that we've had graduate from the academy, about 150 of them have already responded to them. And I'm just now beginning to Um, eat those things out into the social media space so that people can see real faces, real time, real issues, and real comments. But I think the theme with all of them before they came in to Gentle Warriors Academy was something that I was not expecting, but I also wasn't surprised by it. And it was, are you real? Mm. Like a lot of them did not trust that there was an agency that cared enough about them to actually serve them and be true in their serving of them. And so we almost had to, as these guys were coming in, 
convince them that we were real, that we were authentic and that we cared and we were them. Like we, there was no um, motive for getting these dads to come into this space. We weren't trying to get them to buy Tupperware or to spend money or to do these things. We simply just wanted to supply them with the skill sets that they needed to be the best fathers that they could be. And the after comments build on that before comment, which was, I didn't think you were real, but now that I've gone through it, you were real. Like this is real. And so when they go back out, what they promote to their friends or how they speak to their friends about Fathers Incorporated and the Gentle Warriors Academy is that, man, that was not a curriculum. That was not a course. That was an experience. Mm. And that was an experience with other men that I've never had before. And as a result of that, I now have other friends, men like myself, dads like myself, that I'll have as mentors, friends and brothers for life. That, that to me is, is the most powerful point of this. Yeah, there were two aspects that we focused on um, being dads and, you know, me, myself, I did not know my dad until I was 23 years old. Um, and then shortly, about a year and a half after I met him, um, he passed away. And so he, he, you know, he died with all of the all of the answers to the questions that I had um, that I had not had a chance to ask him. But as I've gone through this work and really have been able to <clears throat> absorb um, feelings and absorb stories and absorb, you know, our successes and absorb some of our um, failures in doing this. There are two things that stand out to me when it comes to working with fathers that must be dealt with on some level with all of us. The first one is abandonment. Um, and that is that many of us have been abandoned by many of the people that we thought would never abandon us. And so we have, we have uh, trust issues with people who say that they're going to come into your life and they're going to be there for you in your life and don't turn out to be that. Some of those people are the most close and intimate people in our lives. And the second aspect is shame. Um, shame is a uh, tremendous emotion um, that is very difficult for you to get over because you don't have to be either good or bad to have shame impact you. And when it's shame related to your child, regardless of whether or not you made bad decisions and weren't able to be in the life of your child or someone else is making bad decisions and keeping you away from your child, ultimately, when you do make that connection with your child, you're going to have to not only deal with the situation, but you're going to have to deal with the level of shame that you're bearing because a lot of questions that your child is going to ask you, you don't necessarily know the answers to. And oftentimes not having an answer won't be good enough. If I understand you correctly, what you're saying is that shame can often be a barrier to our relationship with our kids. Absolutely. You know, we just, I think we minimize the impact of shame. You know, the bigger shame gets, the harder it is to get over or around it because it's a self-inflicted emotion, right? Mm -hmm. uh, people don't make you shameful. 
you make yourself shameful based on how you think about yourself and you know how you feel is a tremendous piece of work that we have to figure out how to deal with when it comes to our dads we have a progressive change model that we work with when it comes to um, getting or helping our dads get to a place where they change their behavior and the progressive change model says that if I can change how you feel, I can change how you think. If I can change how you think, I can change what you do. The problem with most men and working with men and dads in particular is no one ever shows any interest in how they feel and they don't want to deal with how they feel. They just want to chastise them <clears throat> for the things that they do. And if you really want a man to change his behavior, you have to show interest in what he's thinking and what he's thinking that leads to his behavior. And then at a deeper aspect of it, how, what is he feeling and how what he's feeling is impacting how he's thinking, which then impacts what he does. And so this whole, and shame is also almost always a part of that feeling place that no one wants to deal with. He doesn't want to talk about. No one else knows how to talk to him about it. No one else knows how to reconcile that. It's a self-inflicted wound and Oftentimes it's not identified because there's so many other things going on that we think are the problem when at its core, it is that I just feel ashamed. I did not pick up the phone to call Fathers Incorporated because every time I saw the ad on Facebook, I felt that shame all over again. The one thing I see uh, in social media when it comes to Fathers Incorporated, I see the pictures that, that are out there in the post. The pictures show the graduation ceremonies, you see the cap, you see the gown, and you see a lot of fathers out there. And when you're looking at these photos, these posts from Fathers Incorporated, you get goosebumps, or at least I do, because you can't hear any audio in these posts. You can't hear what's going on. It's just a picture, but it sure feels like you can sense what's going on there. And coupled with what you just described, there's there's this community experience. Now, this is something I have really pounded over and over again in many different episodes. And that is that fathers were never meant to father or parent alone. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be this community. Yeah. You know, and with these dads, when you see those pictures, you know, there's so many elements of this work that we think is rocket science, rocket science. And it's not. It's it's so simple. It just, you know, I often tell people this is not hard work. This is heart work. And if your heart isn't in it, you're going to do more damage to these dads than you are going to do help. And so when you bring them into these spaces and they become communal, I love what you just said about this is um, this is a, you know, them crossing that stage and getting that certificate is a community experience. This is this is the expectation that my community has of me to stand up, to recognize my flaws, to strengthen my strengths um, and to understand my power, my position, and my essentialness as a dad in this space, and to have others come and celebrate that. Do you know that many of the dads um, that graduate through Gentle Warriors Academy have given us the comment that they have never graduated from anything before? 
They've wow. never finished anything before. They've never crossed the stage. They've never worn a capping gown before. And what we're talking about is accomplishment. One of the things that we that I say, I always give remarks at the beginning of the graduation, is I always tell all the loved ones, the parents, their kids that are also in the space, and I say to them, today I need you to slow down and celebrate. Allow him to cherish this moment. You cherish this moment with him. Um, it is a milestone that gets him to a deeper relationship with his family. Um, love on him. Um, give affirmation. Strengthen him. Because he's never going to forget the feeling this day every time he interacts with his children. He'll remember how he felt accomplishing something that made him a better man, that made him a better dad. And so you have to, with our dads, you have to um, slow down with them and you have to um, deal with the quiet things that they're dealing with that they don't, have, they don't often have the language to speak about. They don't have the language to talk about fear. They don't have the language to talk about love oftentimes. They don't have the language to talk about shame. They don't have the language um, to talk about uh, vulnerability, transparency, you know, those things that are necessary to talk about so that someone else can help you are oftentimes the things that men slash dads talk about the least. The cap and gown experience, that's something else that I think had a big impact on me when I look at the photos. This is not something that you see anywhere else. That alone makes it stand out. Yeah, I was um, speaking at the um, Head Start Association, Region 4 Head Start Association um, conference some weeks ago. And I was showing those pictures and you could see the looks on the faces of the people who were looking at those photos. And I said, let me just be clear. These are not several photos of the same graduation each of these are different graduations. And so we are now averaging somewhere around 50 plus graduates every quarter. Um, we have uh, 60 that are coming through right now that you'll see in January and another 75 on the waiting list to start um, in March. You know, but when I show those pictures, you know, of those dads um, standing there in their caps and gowns, you know, it always kind of throws people aback because it's an image to your point that people aren't looking to see um, for these men. And what we've also decided to do is our last graduation, we held at Morehouse College here in Atlanta, which is the premier institution, at least in this country, for educating specifically black men. And so we thought it was important to begin to have our graduations at Morehouse College to do a fatherhood graduation because it does, to your point, put a higher level of importance on what they're going through. And even that for them is a new experience. Many of those fathers who were born and raised right here in the metro Atlanta area, Georgia area, have never been on the Morehouse campus. Never. Wow. Right. And so to connect their growth and their capacity building to that of an individual that's known for its excellence in educational um, achievement, specifically for black men, makes a whole nother level connect for them. 
And so, you know, I remember the first time we did the caps and gowns, um, we were looking at our grant budget and I was like, all right, when the graduation is over, let's start gathering up those caps and gowns and putting them in the boxes so we can use them in the next graduation. And this guy, one of the fathers came up to me and said, Mr. Braswell, he's like, can we keep these caps and gowns? And I wow. said, I said, no, nah. I said, I think we're going to keep them. And I said, why you want it? He says, I, he says, can I have mine? And I looked in his eyes and it was wow. something in his eyes that said to me at that moment that, no, this cap and gown means more to him than I'm thinking mm -hmm. it means to him. And I made the immediate decision. And I turned to my staff and I said, let everybody know that they can keep their caps and gowns. We're not taking their caps and gowns. And what it reminded me of is in my mother's house, right? Well, not now. I don't know where it is now because she's moved and now she lives in a, in a, in a uh, retirement facility. But my graduation gown, cap and gown, has hung in her closet all of these years. And I'm sure when she opens the closet and she goes in and she sees um, my cap and gown, my brother's cap and gown, and my sister's cap and gown, that that has a level of relevancy of achievement for her. Absolutely. Uh, we've talked about the Gentle Warriors Academy, but we haven't really touched on Fatherhood Incorporated. What is Fatherhood Incorporated? So Fathers Incorporated is a 501c3 not-for-profit that began in 2004 <clears throat> with an eye towards helping dads in the spaces of child support, custody, and parenting time. And you'll hear me say parenting time because most of the times you'll hear the term um, visitation. Um, there is no such thing as visitation for fathers. Fathers don't visit, we parent. And so you'll mm. hear me saying parenting time. And so, but what I realized again is that the work that we were doing was so much bigger than those three, three issues. And so we began to start doing technical assistance and capacity building around the country. And then shortly after I began Fathers Incorporated, I became the director for the New York State Fatherhood Initiative. And under that program ran um, direct service programs across the state of New York for almost five years within um, the New York State Child Support Enforcement Bureau. So I learned about child support um, at its, um, its intimacy. I know child support very well. Um, I know what child support is. I know what it's trying to do. And I know what it's capable of doing. And I know what it's not capable of doing. And then right after those five years, decided that this was enough. I've learned enough in this space. I really want to um, get back out into my work and continue to build the capacity of, of others to do this work. And about six months after I left that position, um, the National Responsible Fatherhood Clearinghouse under the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services came up for a contract bid. Um, and we applied for that contract that year. Uh, we won that bid that year. That was 2010. Um, it is now 2022, and we still hold that contract till today. And so we oversee for the federal government, the National Responsible Fatherhood Clearinghouse, fatherhood.gov, which is a repository of information and all other things as it relates to fatherhood. So if you ever see um, commercials while you're watching basketball games or in the middle of the night from the Ad Council, Dance Like a Dad, Dad Jokes, um, our newest campaign, which is Dedication, all of that stuff happens um, through Fathers Incorporated. And so the Ad Council is one of our big um subcontractors as well as um, the Urban Institute and MRDC, which are research firms. We also have a national hotline 
Uh, we attend close to 25 conferences a year across the country, elevating this conversation of responsible fatherhood and several other components of work that we do under that, in addition to the work that we're doing here in Atlanta directly um, on the ground. And so we're, you know, we're glad in two years, we turned 20 years old. I can't wait for 2024 to celebrate 20 years of service. I think we have a, a, a story to tell. Um, I'm actually thinking about doing a documentary on the 20 years of Father's Incorporated coming up in 2024. Um, we've seen a lot change. Uh, we've seen a lot of things happen as it relates to fathers. We, we have seen the environment change, the societal perception to a certain extent change, but we still have a long way to go. You have your own podcast called I Am Dad. And before we go any further, I have to confess, I don't have time to listen to a lot of podcasts. So I'm very picky, very selective about the ones that I do. And yours is one of those that I will and do listen to because it's actually really good. What is the story behind how and why you started it? So I'm a radio broadcaster by profession. You know, I was in radio for 15 years. Um, I'm a communication junkie. I love communicating, whether it is writing. I have four children's books. I have my own autobiography. I have three documentaries. I love the communication space. Um, I always thought that that was going to be my primary um, profession, um, whether it was on radio or TV or talk show hosts or something like that. I thought that was going to be where I would land up in life. God had another plan. Um, for me, but now he allows me to kind of do that passion, calling, purpose work, and at the same time do the things that I love, which is what I'm doing right now, talking to you, um, and using the airwaves as a mechanism to be able to change how people think about a particular subject matter, in this instance, responsible fatherhood. And so it's a natural thing to me. I love having conversation. I love deep thought conversation. I love not um, talking about what people think you're going to talk about. I love digging into my guests. I love learning more about their why than their what and their how. Um, I love them sharing how and why they got to this space. And so the I Am Dad podcast is just became that for me, and I'm absolutely loving it. How can listeners find out more about Fatherhood Incorporated, Gentle Warriors Academy, and your podcast, I Am Dad? The best way, like the young folks say, Google me. And so when you Google Kenneth Braswell or you Google Fathers Incorporated, uh, we pop up all over the place. But you can simply go to our website, which is www.fathersincorporated.com. Um, our podcast is on iamdadpodcast.com. But we're also on many of the um, popular podcast platforms out there so you can find us just about anywhere um, you listen to podcasts and we're also all over social media if you type in fathers incorporated you'll find us on facebook twitter linkedin tiktok and who am i forgetting instagram i'm gonna make it easier too as well so if you go to the fatherhoodchallenge.com that's the fatherhoodchallenge.com and you go to this episode description Right below the episode description, I will post the link to Fatherhood Incorporated, Gentle Warriors Academy, 
And I will also post the link to the podcast as well so you can access it very easily. Kenneth, as we close, what is your challenge to dads listening right now? Stay in the game. Um, There is nothing that you should hate more than you love your children. And so nothing that causes you pain, um, that causes you anxiety, that causes you stress. None of those things are reasons for you not to fight 100% of the time um, to be connected to your children. Kenneth, thank you so much for being on the Fatherhood Challenge. It's been an honor to have you with us. Thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. I love what you're doing, and I've listened to a few of your podcasts as well. And I'm like you. I don't listen to a lot of things, so when I listen to something that's special, and you're special. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kenneth. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fatherhood Challenge. If you would like to contact us, listen to other episodes, find any resource mentioned in this program, or find out more information about the Fatherhood Challenge, please visit the Fatherhood Challenge. That's thefatherhoodchallenge.com.